Magic, where we discuss topics surrounding magic and common or not so common questions. Let's take this journey together. Hi, I'm Tatiana. And I'm Sylvia. And we are coming to you from Eugene, Oregon. We invite you to conjure up a broom and ride with us. Today is going to be about oracles and tarot. Ooh. We're excited about this. Yes. And how are you this week? I'm doing pretty good. I'm doing a lot of pet sitting right now, Mm -hmm. and I am trying to make sure my cats don't miss me too much, which is really difficult, Mm -hmm. because I I don't have a lot of time at home, so Mm. I'm really glad they have each other and that I made sure that that happened. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, Between work and pet sitting, you don't have much time at home. No, I really don't, so I try and cuddle them as much as I can when I'm home. Yeah, and they're so sweet. I'm waiting on a couple of new, well, two or three new tarot decks, and they're probably not coming for quite some time. Oh, no. Yeah, I'm really bummed, but, Mm -hmm. you know, that anticipation is killing me. Mm -hmm. Also, I just should mention that we're still working on our tarot business to get that up and running. We're in the beginning stages. Mm -hmm. We've come up with a name and a logo, that's exciting. It's all very exciting. It's I'm really so exciting. Yay. Yeah. And it's scary, too. It's yes. Definitely intimidating. Mm-hmm. We have a lot of legal stuff that we have to read through. Mm-hmm. And it just, it you know, it looks so easy and sounds so easy when other people do it. But when you look at it, it's like, holy cow, there is so much to it. There's so much work. So that's exciting. Also, we're working with TikTok. Some of you may or may not be aware of that. It's brand new to me. I am an old fogey, and TikTok is sort of out of my league, but I am trying to put stuff out there. We've only put a couple things out there. Being that it's new, I'd really like to pluck your guys' brains in what are some thoughts, what are some ideas from you that maybe you could help me with in how to put things out there, what would look good, what formats are good, you know, what would be interesting. If you can help with that, I would really appreciate it because, again, I'm an old fogey and I'm trying to get used to this. This coming from the person who has already done two or three videos and I have done none. So she's done awesome and I think her videos are great. (laughs) Thank you for that, but I really could use help with it. Yeah, we both could. Yeah, I mean, it's just such a new forum to me. I'm going to warn everybody, because I've been pet-sitting, my cats are super, super needy. Last week they were as well, and they have gotten into, you know, bumping our microphones. As he is right now, he is jumping into a box. You're going to just hear all sorts of cat noises in the back. I hope that's not too disturbing. But hopefully you'll find it as fun, because our familiars are with us. Yes. All right, how about you? How are you doing? I am excited. I have a new deck coming from up here called the Yoru no Sumie Tarot by Sumiko. It is absolutely beautiful. I can't wait to see it. Oh, me neither. I did get the Alleyman Tarot. Which is really interesting. It's very unique. It's I wouldn't say it's for everybody. No. It's not your normal deck. I'll let you no. tell about it, but it's it's very unique. Yeah, it's uh, they did only one printing of it, so it's just that one printing. They will be selling extra copies later, but you have to get on. A, I think you have to get on a list to know about it, and so on and so forth. It's got you know the four regular suits. It's got a strange suit, which each card is a different suit 
in the strange suit and then there's a bunch of extra like sun cards and judgment and stuff like that and it's all just beautiful artwork and each artwork is from a different deck or from a different artist which makes it difficult to like read i have to say very very different it's definitely very different it's a little bit harder to read just because there isn't a single theme throughout the whole deck i also have to say one thing i noticed is that for example like the death card had different types of meanings for each death card yes that and that was true of many of the cards where it was the same card but it was a very specific different take on it Mm mm-hmm yeah it was very influenced by the art of the card the interpretations were Mm -hmm. and I really like that the other thing about Ali Montero is I actually bought my brother a deck and just last night he got to open it, and he was so excited. He was extremely excited. I was I was definitely witness to that. I just want to interject that part that you told us about where, or you told me about where it got lost in the postal service and oh how we put goodness. out some energy around yeah. that. Yeah. So I had actually put it, taken it to an office depot to be sent out in the mail. It was supposed to arrive two days later. Well, two days later... I looked the tracking number up and it's basically said that USPS hadn't even scanned the box, that it hadn't gotten there. The only thing that had been done was printing the label. And I was like, what in the world is going on? Wait, I forgot. We have an explicit thing, so I can say what the fuck. I was just going to say, you can say what the fuck. (laughs) Anyways, I called the original store and they didn't find anything. The next day at 6.44 in the morning, because I set it up so it would text me when it got anything, it said it was in delivery. Somehow it had gotten all the way to my brother's town without being scanned and was out for delivery before it even registered on the thing. The thing we did do was when it wasn't there, when I couldn't find it, we ta- I asked Tatiana about what can I do And she said, talk to the fairies or talk to what you know, for me, is dragons. And see if you can connect uh, negative energy to the box, except for those it's intended for. That was the night before it showed up in the morning, going to where it needed to go. So somehow or another, I think us sending energy out to that kind of helped things along. I mean, the thing is, is that you had a suspicion that maybe somebody had taken it and kept yeah. it. And so the idea behind the negative energy was that it would exude a negative energy to anybody who it didn't belong to. Yeah. If it didn't, they would just pass it along because it didn't feel right. Yeah. So it wasn't putting like negative energy into the cards in any way. No, no. It was just giving it a, a negative aura. Yes, so that it only went to the right person, and then the right person got it, that that negative aura didn't pertain anymore. Yeah, exactly. And then suddenly it showed Showed up. up. Yeah, (laughs) the next morning, 6.44 in the morning. Ding! That was bizarre. It was bizarre. And then the other thing I've gotten is the Spread Crafters Oracle, which is amazing, I just have to say. I've used it, uh, it's basically made to make spreads for tarot. It's got different keywords on each card, and each card has a different, oh, what would you call it? A different, not spot, a different... Position? No, um, 
like sections. So this one's focus, this one's shadow work, this one's this kind of thing. Different themes to each of those different sections. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. It's very cool. I've done it where I've gone through the deck and pulled out certain cards for a spread, and then I've done it where I've done just blindly pulled out cards for a spread. It works pretty well. I really love it. Yeah. I'm sorry. Got distracted by a cat. He's doing something weird to my box. Oh. Yeah, sorry. But, yeah, it works really well. I got to witness some of that and got to enjoy some of that. Yeah, go ahead. I'm sorry. Oh, I'm done. All right, so I was just going to add then that I also got something similar to that Mm -hmm. uh, called Show Me, which, you know, my cat, I'm telling you. A similar thing that's called Show Me, and it also helps doing making spreads up. It's very different. It's very simplistic, and also it's for me. It's difficult to work with, so I'm working on how to use that best. But it's mm-hmm. so interesting. It's gonna be fun once I get a handle on it. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Yeah, we were planning on playing with them tomorrow, I believe. Yes, I think we were. Yeah, looking forward to that. And then later <laughs> so today, we get to work on our business. Uh, yes. That's exciting after this. And, well, I know that this will, you know, post after the fact, but today um, is Beltane for us. Yes. And I know we've already recorded our Beltane recording, and everyone's gotten to hear that. However... Right now, we are celebrating Beltane, and we are doing on Discord a free Beltane reading for... Each of us. Each of us for somebody. Yeah. That's kind of exciting, trying to get myself out on Discord more and do some free readings, get some practice in, and get readings done for me. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. I'm just getting familiar with Discord. Uh, Sylvia's been introducing me to it. And again, 53 here, not used to... (laughs) Yep. No... No offense to anyone else who is 53 and older who is up on the times. I am just not quick on the times. That's all I'm saying. No offense to anyone else who's older than me. All right. Well, hey, let's uh, let's jump in. Yeah. Because we have a longish episode. Mm-hmm. Because Tarot and Oracles takes of it. How about you step in with the god or goddess that you chose? Yeah. So today is Sarasvati. She is the Hindu mother goddess of wisdom, knowledge, music, art, and nature. Sarasvati is said to be as white as the moon, dressed in pure white with four arms, one hand holding a rosary, one hand a book, one a water pot, and then one hand holding a musical instrument called a veena. It kind of looks like a lute. She often has either a swan, goose, or peacock shown with her, as well as she's usually depicted near a river. Now her duties is she gives humans the ability to speak, the ability of wisdom, and of learning. She is the daughter of Lord Shiva and Goddess Durga. Her sibling is Shiva, and consort is Brahma, and she has one child called Narada. The story I picked is kind of a fun one, at least I liked it. Because you said there were several to choose from. There were several to choose from. It was kind of hard because there were so many. This one is... There was a demon who sought to conquer all the worlds and practiced austerities to get the attention of Brahma. Now, Brahma's kind of a big god in the Hindu religion, from what I've read. Now, the gods were afraid that once the demon appeased Brahma, 
the demon would ask for a boon to make himself invincible. So the gods looked to Sarasvati. She sat on the tongue of the demon, so that instead of saying what he intended to say, all he could do was speak the words, I don't want to ever stay awake, when the time came to ask for the boon. And at that time, let it be so, said Brahma, and the demon fell asleep forever, unable to conquer the worlds. That was tricky. Mm-hmm. Interesting facts. She is celebrated during the Vasant Pachami. I hope I said that right. The fifth day of spring. During this day, people help teach young children to write l the letters of the alphabet. So this is a very learning-centered time. Okay. Honored by both the Hindu and Buddhist religions. There's something known as the Curse of Sarasvati, where when one becomes so good at their craft, they become famous and earn fortune, and so enter the realm of Lakshmi. Things are no longer done for the simple reason of knowledge, instead doing it for the renown and money. Her symbols are swans, geese, peacocks, books, rosaries, and not the Catholic kind, music instruments, water, specifically rivers, lotus, and the color white. Oh. Yeah, she's, she's also about purity, so that's part of what her white goes to is her purity. Speaks to her. Yeah. yeah. Okay. So now we have the superstition. Yay, superstition, spilling salt. The word salary is derived from sal, the Latin word for salt. Now, why do I begin here? Well, because back in the day, somewhere along the line, there was a link made to Rome. In the Roman days, salt was a high commodity, so the story goes. It was difficult to come by, and so costly, and became a type of currency. Roman soldiers were often compensated through salt. Being careless enough to spill salt was therefore being wasteful, and would bring bad luck to that person. There are a few other versions as to what would befall you if you spilt salt. One is that it indicated a big disagreement amongst friends would come and end the friendship. This was because salt was known to last a long time and preserve all sorts of items. It was proper to offer salt before giving food to a guest as a sign of a strong friendship. Hmm. Also, like the Romans, it, salt was a very valued commodity, much like friendships. Interesting symbolism there. I'd never heard of that before. Yeah, I hadn't either, and apparently that actually overrides the myth of the Roman aspect of it. Oh. Yeah. Another is that spilt salt would allow the devil in, causing ill happenings to occur. I think this is the one we most frequently kind of know about. We might not think of it directly as that, but I think yeah. people are more aware of, like, the devil being involved with it than the yeah. other two options that I just mentioned. Mm -hmm. Yet others say the superstition is related to Leonardo da Vinci's painting, The Last Supper, because there is spilt salt laying right next to Judas Iscariot, who I said that just wrong, I'm sure of it. <laughs> I think you got it right, Iscariot. Okay. Iscariot? Okay. Yeah. Judas Iscariot, who betrayed Jesus, thus associating salt with betrayal and deceit. Mm. I thought that was interesting. And apparently that's pretty prominent thinking. Really? And I've never heard of that. Yeah, in my book, that would be, I mean, it, it comes somehow after everything else. I don't know. what. I don't know. Yeah. Because the painting came later. Yeah. And everything else came earlier. So I don't know how that plays, but that's what I found. Okay. 
The cure for this bad luck links back to the invitation made to the devil. He sits on your left shoulder. Apparently, if you throw some salt over your left shoulder, then it will end up in his eyes and render him incapable of doing harm. There is yet another way to rid yourself of ill luck. If you spill salt, you can cry it away by having your tears dissolve it. If there's not too much of it, of course. <laughs> You're going to have to spill a lot of tears if it's a lot of salt. So hopefully not too much. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Start right. chopping onions. Yeah. Oh, gosh, that's right. That what a... <laughs> Didn't think of that. That would be a good way to do it. Okay, let's move on. I'm done with the superstition. How about you? Let's go to the meat of this podcast. I'm doing oracle cards. And so what are oracle cards? Oracle cards are most easily explained by what they are not, which is tarot. Tarot is structured, generally has 78 cards, and usually each card across tarot decks will mean the same thing. Oracle cards can have a structure to them, but don't always. An oracle deck can have 20 to 100 cards or more, and there is little, if any, similarities between oracle decks. Each card in an oracle deck tends towards more overarching themes than tarot. Tarot tends to be more detailed. History of oracle cards and cartomancy. So this is going way back before there was even oracle cards called oracle cards. Cards started in Islamic countries and made their way to Spain around the 14th century. The specific one that was known is called the Mamluk deck. It included four suits, like we know today, coins, cups, scimitars, and polo sticks. So those are a little different from the suits we know, but close enough. That soon changed to coins, cups, swords, and staves when the Spanish and Italians got a hold of them. Both of those new versions had 10 pip cards and three royals in each suit, totaling 52 cards. Hmm, that sounds familiar. (laughs) (laughs) Cards proliferated from there throughout Europe, some places changing the suits to suit themselves. (laughs) Cardomancy has been a thing since almost the beginning of cards, with examples of Mamluk cards from the 15th century having pithy sayings on each card to the 16th century records of professional card readers, at least in Spain. Circa 1450 in Spain, Fernando de la Torre wrote a text on the game Juego de Napes. I think that's how you say it. Sounds good to me. (laughs) He described the game, but more importantly to us, he mentioned that fortunes in love could be told for a man. Each suit represented a different class of woman. Fernando instructed artists to include lines from a poem of his on each card. The number of lines of the poems written on the card corresponded to the rank of the card. So the higher rank card, the more lines of the poem it would have on it. Oh, that's interesting. Yeah. In the early 15th century, Mainzer Kartenlosbuch, an oracle or fortune book, is the next to talk about a deck of cards used for divination. The book had a poem or quote-unquote fortune for each card, and it got popular in the 16th century. Published in 1540, Le Sorti was another fortune-telling book from Renaissance Venice in Italy that used cards. Francesco Marcolini da Forli was the one who published Le Sorti. Now, you can ask a set number of questions which are printed out in the beginning of the book. There are 50 questions in total 
it was like, I think it was 13 questions for a guy, 13 questions for a girl, and then so many other questions that could be answered either way. The first known decks for specifically fortune telling was printed in 1665, John Lenthal's fortune telling cards done in England. It's set up like your typical 52 card deck, but with questions and answers on certain cards in the deck. The way of using them was described as complicated, but suffice to say this is a fortune book that just happens to be a deck of cards. In 1770, a fortune book called Partridge and Flamstead's New and Well-Experienced Fortune Book, which was a remake of an earlier book with a similar name, provided actual meanings for each card of the deck, and could be used for a myriad of questions rather than just a list to pull from. This could be said was true cardomancy. Around the same time, something new was born, morality cards. Each card would have a moral saying, and one was supposed to be pulled once a day. While the cards kept their suits and numbers, most of the cards were taken up by art. So the, the suit and number might be represented as a small printing of the card up in the top, I think it was the top left corner or something like that, or there was just like the number in the suit in the corner, something of that sort. Soon after, morality cards and divination started to merge. The Game of Hope was based on those morality cards, but instead of a saying, the virtues or sins, were depicted on the cards in pictures. This was the start of oracle cards. The precursor to Lenormand, which is probably the most well-known by name oracle deck, the precursor to that is S. Hooper's Conversational Cards, published in England in 1775. These were cards with no sayings, only pictures, and there were 56 in the deck. Many of the symbols and or meanings correspond to the Lenormand, which is why it's seen as a precursor. It originally made for playing a storytelling game, where the first card picked began a story. But, obviously, people began to use them to tell fortunes. In 1845, a deck came out with the name Grand Jeu de Mademoiselle Lenormand, named after the famous fortune teller. This deck had 52 cards, but it wouldn't be the only one with Lenormand attached to its name. In 1846, just a year later, the Petit Lenormand was published in Germany with 36 cards in the deck. The two decks differed quite a bit from one another. The Lenormand we know today is the 36-card deck, and each card has a symbol. And each symbol has a meaning. We will go into more detail about the Lenormand in the mini-sode we'll be doing. Modern Oracles Nowadays, we have a plethora of choices when it comes to oracles. Fairies, dragons, doors, modern art, you name it, and it's probably a theme for an oracle deck or two. Oracle decks come in all sorts of shapes and sizes as well. The hardest part about finding an oracle deck is choosing which one to go with, as there are so many out there. The big thing is just to have fun and find the deck that speaks to you. Now on to the oracle reading. Oracle of the Dragon Fay by Lucy Cavendish. This is the lovers at the feast. You have two people sharing a sweet moment with the guy's nose to the woman's forehead. Both their eyes are closed in happiness. He holds an apple with a bite out of it in front of them both. There's a table filled with food and drink, and with a lotus to the side. This is a card of sensuality, enjoying what you partake in, as well as sharing that enjoyment. Keep in mind that what you take into your body is important, both food and drink. Also, being grateful for that which is provided. 
To bring it together with the rest of this episode today, when choosing a tarot or oracle deck, be sure to find one that calls to you. This speaks of what you take in. Don't get a deck simply to have one. Just like trying to take in good food, what works for you, try to take in a good deck that works. And never forget to be grateful for the guidance you receive. Now, we realized that this was going to be a very long episode, so we broke it up into two. This first episode is the one in which I do oracles. The next episode will be the one in which Tatiana does tarot. Even though we're breaking it up, guess what? This is going to be episode 25, both of these episodes. It's going to be A and B. And we are ending this season, not this episode, but the next. We were thinking of only doing 25 episodes, but we just had a bit more content to go. And we want to start the season two off with its own topic. We are going to have a bit of a breather, one episode for all of you. We want to start our second season with some new energy. Please rate us on iTunes, Spotify, or wherever else you found us. Also, come join us on Facebook, Instagram, TikTok, and Twitter. We'd love to have you. Yes, we would. (laughs) Well, I'm Tatiana, saying goodbye for now, even though you didn't hear too much from me. (laughs) And I'm Sylvia, saying so long, and thank you for writing with us. This has been Powered Powered by by Magic. Magic. Thanks, guys. Thank you. Bye. Bye.